now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to today's free podcast of the Steve Dace Show, courtesy of CRTV. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. Thanks for joining us here on iHeart, iTunes, and Stitcher. Please subscribe. Give us some positive reviews. That helps to spread the word of what we're doing. Unless you don't like us, we don't want you to lie. We just don't want you to tell us the truth. So if you don't like the show, don't post a fake good review. Just don't post any review at all. We'll call it even. How's that? Okay. So, but if you do like us, good reviews on iHeart, iTunes, and Stitcher help us to get the word out about what we are doing here. Because people do take a look at how many reviews, what are people saying. They do take a look at that when there are umpteen options out there for them of what they could be listening to as a podcast. So please hook a brother up. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D E A C E. We just wrapped up today's TV show for CRTV, which you can watch if you go to CRTV.com and use promo code DACE today. Todd and Aaron, now let's get a little preview of uh, what people are going to see when they go to CRTV today and watch our show. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, we talked about Steve Bannon's plan to primary uh, almost all uh, Republicans leading up to 2018. And this reminded me a little bit of, I think, a Worldview Wednesday we had last week where the, the issue of uh, no entangling alliances came up. Uh, yes, and yes, the establishment is bad. A ban and overthrow of that establishment, can we bet on that not necessarily being any better? In the end, Steve's analysis was pretty much no entangling alliances with that, you know, steaming pile. Sit back, watch it play out, pop some corn, and see what exists afterwards. Do I have that right? Yeah. Well, Steve, you know, what did you? I've had people ask me, what do you think about, you know, your buddy Judge Roy Moore, you know, allowing Bannon and his team to come down there and support them? Cool. You know, I, I know most people can't handle this. The idea that I'm not changing who I am unless you can prove to me that who I am is wrong. Barring that, I'm not changing who I am. And despite who you are, if there's enough that you like about who I am that you're willing to support me without asking me to change who I am, it's a big tent. Most people can't do that, though. Most people, it's hostess with the mostest or the worstest with the worstest. Most people, it's like, you know, it's like what I'm going to with my favorite team right now. Clearly, after Saturday, the honeymoon is over. Oh, you want to fire the co- Did, are you, How long have you been married, Todd? 15 years. Has it been a perpetual honeymoon for all 15 years? No. Nope. Was there a moment when you realized, you know what? When she gets the stomach flu, it's pretty disgusting. When she she burps, she's not all she's not she doesn't always look her best like she did when I saw her twice a week and we were dating, right? Sooner or later you realize and it works the other way too, right? She's like, why is he scratching himself again? Sooner or later, you realize, she realizes, you know, that's really a guy. You realize, you know what, that's, 
it's really a girl. And the honeymoon ends. And now the hard work of building a marriage and sustaining it, the maintenance and all those things that go along with it, you realize it's not just going to be as perpetually idyllic as you thought it was going to be those first few lunar cycles. You see what I'm saying? I do, and I'll own all the guy stuff. Don't make me say anything more about my wife lest I incriminate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you know that game too, brother. Yes, I do. That's why I was throwing it at you. Keep it theoretical, (laughs) please. But, I mean, there is a point where sooner or later it is, we got to make a life now. Yeah. We're not perfect people. Which is the point of marriage. Yes. By the way. Yeah. So I love, I, I, we, in my opinion, we have the best football coach at the University of Michigan we could realistically get. And he is a good one. That being said, what happened Saturday, not acceptable, especially given who the opponent was. One and four against your rivals. Honeymoon is over. What's that mean, Steve? What does that mean? The honeymoon is over. It means um, I love you every bit as much as I did before, but I, you, you, you don't. I don't. You know, I just found. I just realized. You don't walk on water. You don't tiptoe between the raindrops. You know, and that's okay. We seemingly can't. We live in a distinctionless culture today. We, we seem incapable of walking and chewing gum on any moral, relational, theoretical, theological level whatsoever. Everything's got to be all in no matter what or all out no matter what. And it's like everybody created themselves on Madden and gave themselves the name, he hate me. If you disagree with me on one thing, well, then you just, you're just not with me anymore. I, I don't know how people live like that. How do you live like that? How do you do that? I don't, you know what? Don't tell me I don't want to know. It, knowing how you do it would make me even angrier and crazier than I am right now not knowing it. Yeah, because, I mean, breaking today, according to the state of California, and we'll, we'll probably get into this a little bit in the podcast. According to the state of California, uh, if you don't want to have HIV, you're a homophobic bigot. Right. We are going to get into that today, by the way. So. We have to. We, we, we can't live like this. We, we, I know we live in a world where everything is all or nothing all the time. It, it's a perpetual binary choice. I'm just not playing that game. Okay? I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. And you saw on the TV show, as Todd alluded to, I didn't play it today either. Aaron, what stood out to you? Things were going well until Todd reveals his sick obsession. <laughs> the screenshot of Todd with his mouth open, and I'm going to Photoshop it to make him look old and decrepit. That's that good, was that's good clickbait. That was true for like five seconds, and then Aaron stole the show. So hey, yes. that's, there's some good clickbait. Aaron self-flatulated right here. <laughs> just that. I mean, just did. There's no uh, other way to describe it. It's it's true. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's what I contribute to the show. I mean that's that's me earn, earning my paycheck over here. Uh, that today's conversation I think with Bob stood out to me the most. And there there are two choice. Here's some more clickbait. There are two choices when you look at cultural issues in the state of our society today. There are two choices that you have to make or that you can make. Um, or, there's two options. There's one choice, two options for that choice. 
and one option is getting harder and harder to choose every time. Mm. That's a good point that you just made there, too. That's a good point that you just made there, too. I actually came up with a great clickbait headline, and then I totally forgot it because your point was so good. (sighs) Your point was so good that I forgot it. So at some point in the middle of this podcast, I'm going to go total non sequitur, interrupt whatever train of thought we're on when this comes to me because it needs to be said, okay? Although that may not happen because as I get older... Like my like I said like I said on the TV show today, I'm now. My son likes to tell me every day I forget stuff. I'm like forgetting stuff now. Are you having that yet? Forgetting stuff? Yeah. Well, I just can't recall. I just don't. <laughs> I yes. can't recall. Can't like remember. <laughs> I can still. I can still. Do, I I can still do. Who was part of? Oh, every I just remembered it. I just remembered it. See, like I helped you. Thank you. You're my muse. When when Aaron. When you got to see it on the TV show today, okay? Because even retelling it won't do it justice. You have to see it in real time. But today on CRTV, a snowflake discovers self-awareness. <laughs> All right? Um, I mean, Aaron can, can, came in real time, <laughs> confronted head-on his millennialness in full steam. And, there, and, that's, and that's what produced such a great moment of self-awareness. You have to see it today. Okay, anyway, you were saying, Todd, about not remembering if you can forget stuff well, or not. Well, you were talking about, well, yeah, you have a photograph of memory, but I, I can't remember really who was in the World Series. Well, the Cubs were, but that's like two years ago. Couldn't tell you. 1983, no problem. Yeah, I know. You know? I know. I'm the same what, way. I, what is that? I don't know what I know. that is. I know. I just hope I, I hope my excuse, my, my, my lie perhaps to myself is that now that's all I had back then. That was gospel. Now I actually have gospel and history and all that stuff there's just not as much room in there for that stuff so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm telling myself so promo code dace if you want to see the clickbait today at crtv.com promo code dace d-e-a-c-e that'll get you a discounted subscription to not just us but all the shows at crtv plus there are monthly subscription options as well we have a free trial so you can try it within uh, the free trial period you decide it's not for you cancel at any moment there during that trial period and you won't be charged a dime all right so crtv.com promo code dace all right for today's podcast we have a, a a grab bag of three topics I didn't really see one thing that I'm like, let's do 25 minutes on it. But I saw three things that I thought, you know, I'd kind of like to know what you guys think about these things. So we're going to do kind of a, a grab bag of three. All right. Here's topic number one. The reaction to Trump defending the First Amendment against Obamacare on Friday. It disturbed and disappointed me. And it had nothing to do with if the left just doesn't believe in the First Amendment. The left just does not believe in religious liberty. Because that's at least, I would consider it immoral. But but that is at least a clear moral proposition from their vantage point. That we can get in the arena of ideas ideologically and we can debate, and I'm pretty confident we would win. So the fact that a lot of a lot of my neighbors don't believe I am entitled to my own conscience. As a student of history, this doesn't surprise me. The Christian church has faced this almost from the very beginning. 
It's new in America to have the government openly say you don't have the right to your own Christian conscience or Jewish conscience or any religious conscience. It's new. It's relatively new in this time period in America. I remember when Roger Severino, who now works in the Trump administration, uh, he, he wrote a white paper for Harvard when I first started, when I first made the switch from sports to news talk radio. I had him on my local show at the time. This was about 10 years ago, and he had written a white paper for Harvard on how redefining marriage would eventually lead to government crackdowns on religious liberty. And I had him on because they, of course, when he turned this in, it was a project they wanted him to analyze, and they laughed at him. This is never going to happen. Well, everything he put in that white paper from back in 06, we have lived the last three or four years. Everything he said was prophetic and true. In fact, if anything, he didn't go far enough in, 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 in diagnosing what would happen. But if you're a student of history and if you're Jewish or a Christian, you know, if you know your, the history of your church, you know it is, it is, it is actually the religious accommodation America has permitted the last 200 some odd years that is the exception not the rule of the history of your religion yes it's been the other way around I mean essentially the, the Rome was willing to tolerate Judaism to a point mainly because they realized trying to impose Roman mythology on them led to them getting a lot of their own people killed and it just wasn't worth it to them but that was a high price that the Jewish people paid to get even that limited accommodation from Caesar so it's, it is not unique in Jewish and Christian history to have the state come in and say, you cannot worship Jehovah or you cannot, you must say Kaiser curious and not Christos curious. That's not unique. It's unique in our country, but not unique in the history of the faith. And Jews and Christians have figured out how to accommodate and live with people who think that way for a couple millennia now. What really disappointed me is this notion that you are entitled to have your recreational activity subsidized. Because that is a level of nonsensicalness. Is that even a word? We just made it up. That is a level of nonsensical. That is a level of illogic. That is a level of raw, unadulterated, unfettered emotion. When you could probably go get a box of 100 condoms at Walmart for cheaper than whatever is your share of your employer covering your abortifacient to begin with. What, 10 bucks for a box of 100 rubbers at Walmart? I'm guessing your share every month into your health care plan for your, for your employer to cover your birth control to your abortifacient is probably more than that. It just defies, there's no logical argument for this. It's, it's a child pounding on, a, on, a, on the floor saying, I want it, I want it. You can't argue with that. You can't accommodate that. You can't live with that. When, it, when a parent enc encounters this from a child, there's one of three reactions. One is to enable it. The other is to spank the child right there. And the third is to grab the child and yank him out of the store so you can go spank him when you get home. Because you know there's no, there is no reasoning with that. And that's the part of the reaction that really disappointed me because we can, the church has shown it can share a culture with its enemies. But I don't know that the church has ever been asked to share a culture with just brats. That's something new. I don't know that we've ever seen anything like that. Tyrants, despots, oppression, that's frankly been the default setting. That's been, the, it's been SOP of the church for a couple thousand years now. But just whiners and brats, 
We, you show them the, the illogic of their own argument and their answer is, we don't care anyway. That's the part, Todd. I don't know how you share a culture with that. I, I don't. Do you know? No, and it's it's worse because there's a um, schizophrenia as well to the insanity. On, on the one hand, they're the British victims uh, that you're talking about. How, how do I move on with my life, Steve, if I if I can't have this bought for me? This is an offense against me. And then in the next breath, the very same people will give you some version of "I am woman, hear me roar," "nasty woman." You know, so it's it it's even worse because there's that level of madness that they'll toggle back and forth between depending on uh, the situation. I mean, if you are, in fact, a strong woman who believes in science, do you you understand the science of where babies come from? Because I know you're you're not getting pregnant because you wake up in the morning and dandelion spores just drift into your room. That's not how it works. (laughs) So do you understand the science of this? And then are you a woman who is responsible for your own actions? I mean, you you keep telling us uh, statistics about how there's not enough uh, women running Fortune 500 companies. Well, do you understand accountability? You can't have it both ways, and they want it both ways, Steve, all the time. Yeah, and that's that's another I- indication that we see all the time of progressivism, uh, and another reminder that we have to make these people just talk because sooner than later, and usually sooner, if you ask the right questions, they're going to incriminate themselves. But this notion that anybody else and everybody else should be forced to pay for their recreational activity is born out of the other notion that sexual freedom is a some sort of human right. And we've deconstructed this over and over again. But if you have sexual relations with another person, that requires consent. And so it cannot be a right. Once this and this goes back to the world worldview discussion of what a right is and where it comes from, and it's another indication what we saw on Friday from uh, multiple and multiple a lot of pe- people on the left, everybody on the left, with their breathless coverage of rolling back the contraceptive abortifacient mandate, uh, is another um, just illustrates how little and really um, how little regard they have for what it means to have a right and where they come from mm-hmm. and that's something that we have to get back to recovering and that's really that's that's a perfect that's a perfect breakdown Aaron I mean if we don't agree what a right is or where rights come from then we essentially disagree on the very essence of America itself yes this is a we are we are essentially saying we can self-identify America's DNA that's essentially what we're doing. We are transgendering America's de- essence. That's exactly right. And, and I, I can't abide that. You know, listen, I know I kid about calling him Bruce Jenner. The reality is you want to legally change your name. I should probably, if I'm, if you weren't just trolling me on a moral level, yep. I should, I should, I went through a name change as a kid. That's how I got the last name Dace. We, you know, I changed. I legally changed my name as a teenager to the last name of the stepdad who raised me. Okay. It's not that it's not that he wants to be called Caitlin. It's that he wants to be identified as a woman when it is impossible for him to become one. Yeah, I've said I've said the same thing before. I have no problem with calling uh, Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn Jenner. I think it's a weird name for a dude and probably indicative 
of some um, uh, mental and psychological problems that he has and that he needs prayer. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to call him a she because I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. If he wants to call, call himself uh, Caitlin, again, it's a weird name for a dude, but... That's that, I'm just trying to support your, your it, point. Talking about this is, Steve, you make these arguments, and we we all do, on, on a principled stance, which while we're usually earlier to the party, but the point we're making with this is you all better come to the quick on doing this for yourselves because you're going to be forced mm-hmm. into making a choice mm-hmm. one way or the other sooner or later. You and increasingly, will be it's made sooner. to care. Yes. Yeah. So it's not you can say, oh, you're all high and mighty. No, no, no. We just get the... We're evaluating the playing field, man, and you don't don't think for a second you won't have to pick sides. And the sides get uglier and uglier if you don't pick sooner. Yep. I mean, the reality is that history has shown. We've cited history as in our example several times in this in this first block of topics. Here's what it's also shown: you will be made to care by any culture. And with the freedom we have in our culture, we have a choice. We can make the we can be made to care now when we have some reinforcement, some legal basis to make our stand, or we can wait till they knock on the door and point a weapon at our head and be made to care at that point. And history has shown most of the time we'll wait until Nebuchadnezzar shows up or the brown shirts show up before we decide we're going to make our stand. And of course, we create a self-fulfilling prophecy because since we weren't willing to make a stand until that point, we let it get to that point in the first place. Yeah. And what, so before you even I'd take one word out of context, Steve Brown shirts come. Nuns are being forced to buy contraception right now. Nuns, okay? This is right around the corner. Topic number two: Mike Pence. Now I have things to say. This story of. Was he flying back from California specifically to go to this game, or was it Vegas? I can't remember. Uh, it would have been Vegas. Was he Vegas. Was Vegas. Okay, so he flew from Vegas to go to this game in Indianapolis. And it's his home state. And they're playing, of all teams, the one from San Francisco. Coinkydink. I'm sure it is. Random, yes. And brings Secret Service details, spends a good couple hundred grand of taxpayer money for travel costs and secret service detail and everything else which also by the way have you ever been to a sporting event when when um or, or any public event living hell it, it's exactly what it is that that is exactly what it, i mean even on a small scale when we did our we we've, we've done one major uh arena event for conservative review and we did it and co- to coincide with the south carolina primary in 2016 and by the time of the South Carolina primary, we had uh, one of the candidates that was scheduled to appear, Ben Carson, had full Secret Service detail because of his celebrity and everything else going in. And the line, it, the line in Greenville, South Carolina, to get in to be screened because of to accommodate the Secret Service detail for Ben Carson, who was on his way out of the race at that point was incredible luckily we got one of those days in the south when it was 68 degrees in in february so a lot of people were kind of like well i don't mind standing out here but (laughs) it's already downtown indianapolis major sporting event on a sunday for the nfl now you add in this this is a big disc this is a big inconvenience comes in waits for them to kneel and then stages a walkout My thoughts on this, cynical, 
embarrassing, contrived, effective. It will accomplish everything. And Trump admitted today he's the one who told Pence to do this. I think we're at the point there is literally nothing Trump could tell Pence to do that he would not do. Preach. Whatever dignity Mike Pence once had as a man, he absconded and abrogated um, over the Riffra fight when he just denutted yeah. him. His, I second you. When he just denutted himself in front of the country back in 2015. I see you and raise you. And he's not a man. He's an amoeba. Uh, he, he is. He, this is the khaki-panted brigade. And I applaud the standard that him and his wife have in their marriage. My wife and I have the same in ours. But I'm just going to tell you, on a, on the, if I've got a long list of people I'm calling in a, when, when the Visigoths come over the wall, he's either at the end of the list or not on it. As in, I'll take, I'll take my odds one on 500 rather than call Mike Pence because I'm pretty sure either he goes down first, doesn't show up, or helps them fight me. I'm pretty sure that's how Mike Pence rolls. But I think this will be extremely effective. And the reason why is what we're already seeing. The reaction of the left is exactly what Trump is a great, excellent con man, and he knows a mark. One of the rules of the con is when a mark is on the hook, just keep baiting it over and over and over again. Don't mess with a streak. If the con, if the mark keeps going for the con, why go find a new mark when you can just milk this one? Just milk it over and over again. He keeps rattling his zipper and the NFL keeps doing the come hither and ESPN and the media and everything else. And it's, it's for two reasons, guys. One is what we've already talked about. These people believe they're, they're, they're responding to Trump. They're not. They are alienating their audience. Their audience doesn't want this as a product. Trump is more in tune with their audience than they are. They're actually making it more about Trump than Trump is. Trump is cynically pandering to the cultural angst of his audience. But it is the cultural angst of his audience. The NFL believes they're responding to a would-be fascist in the White House. And they're not. They're alienating their own fans. And maybe it's their, just the left is incapable of admitting when it's outkicked its coverage, when it's, when it's overreached and, and, and exceeded its mandate. Maybe they just, that level of restraint just not part and parcel with their own worldview. Maybe it's that they're so blinded by Trump hatred, they just, they can't get beyond that. Maybe it's a mixture of both. But until they figure out that they're not going to war with Trump, but their own customers, he can keep playing this all the way to the last second of Super Bowl 52, guys. He, hell, he can bring it up during the NFL draft, training, off-season mini camps, training camp. He can milk this year around. There is some new data out there from a prominent polling group. NFL's popularity is imploding as we speak. So this is everything that the that liberal critics of Trump and Pence are saying that it is. It's also going to be extremely effective for the two reasons. One I already articulated. Here's the second, guys. And we got into this a little bit on the TV show today. The left so believes its own talking points and propaganda. They cannot conceive of a world where there might be racism, sexism, xenophobia, or a lack of social justice that doesn't originate from their own worldview bias. They can't contemplate it. And then when you have a situation like what happened with Michael Bennett lying about being assaulted by police, when that comes up, they will just cognitive dissonate it and ignore it. Because 
even if for every, in their minds, for every Bennett out there that's lying, there's 15 other oppressed people that aren't getting their due, and we will, we will highlight that. Well, the right is doing this with patriotic symbolism and imagery. The right cannot contemplate, just as the left cannot contemplate any, anybody making an argument about racial justice or, or gender justice outside of their worldview biases. The right cannot contemplate anybody making a patriotic claim outside of theirs. Trump, therefore, is just as, and so therefore, as Democratic politicians are free to race bait with impunity and have no accountability whatsoever, and there's never a moment where their own base goes, oh, there's any, there's any self-awareness, any, never happens. The same is true on the right when it comes to anything with patriotic symbolism and imagery. Trump can do anything to that flag he wants. Literally anything. He can walk out on the White House lawn naked underneath wearing one. Complaining about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and most of his base will say, yeah, that guy's a bum. Throw him out. And that's why the left can't win this argument. Why we can't win any race-baiting arguments. That's why we have to move the argument beyond race-baiting. We can't win. We can't win. Any more than you're going to line up, hat on a hat, and move Alabama off the line of scrimmage. Not going to happen. Look at all the teams that have beaten Alabama since Nick Saban has taken over. They all have one thing in common. A quarterback that can run around and play sandlot football because his offensive line can't move them off the line. We can't win a race-baiting argument. For every, we can go find every Sheriff Clark. We can go find every black... We can find every unicorn black conservative and they can all work on Fox. We can turn all of Fox's lineup into all black conservatives. We still will not win, guys. We have to play a different game than that one. They're always going to win the symbolism token game on racism. That's their game. Likewise, the left cannot win a patriotic symbolism imagery game. They cannot out-propaganda the right on this. And that's the other reason why they're going to get killed on this some more. Because they're even trying to have it. The ar- having the argument, it doesn't matter if you win it on substance. Having it at all is a loss. I said this to the Cruz campaign over the birther thing with Cruz. It doesn't matter what our explanation is. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. Having the argument at all is a loser, so have another argument. Same thing with Marco Rubio and immigration. It didn't matter what his explanation for voting for the Gang of Eight was. Every time it came up, he lost. Regardless of how good his response or answer was, the argument itself was a loser. Race, race baiting for us is a losing argument. Even if we win it, having it is bad. Similarly, arguing about patriotism and whether or not it's okay to protest the anthem, they cannot win. They will lose every time. Trump has his rules of engagement here in this arena of culture war. It's, he can firebomb Dresden. Women and children included. And it's okay. He, they cannot win here. And the longer they keep having this argument, the more damage it will do to the NFL and their own cause. To me, this is the essence of your rules for Patriot. Define your opponent before they define you. You're, you're defining them as uh, country haters instead of them defining you as racists and bigots. Yes. Yes. This is tactical brilliance on the part of Team Trump. And he's really not this even is the, this doing is, it that well, but the, he establishes the playing field. Yes. This is one of the few times I, I, I am a guy with a plan. They, this was a plan. This wasn't a random occurrence. This wasn't I'm just out there, you know, randomly ejaculating talking points. 
And then I find one that sticks and just, okay, I'm going with that one. They plotted this. They baited the hook. Knowing the response they would get, they planned it specifically. They set a trap. And the left in the NFL said, I don't know. You know, we walked over those palm branches in the, in the middle of the desert 10 times. And every the previous 10 when we did this, when we stepped on the palm branches out in the middle of a sandy desert, we fell in a hole. Maybe the 11th time, they'll just be palm branches in a, a randomly assembled in a, in, a, in, a, in a sandy desert. And it won't be a hole. We'll fall. No, you'll fall in it again. Because Trump has figured his base out. He knows. He knows he does not have very wide latitude on judicial appointments, global warming, foreign policy, primary endorsements. But the one area where his base will let him do literally, this is a place where he can shoot. He can wrap a fl- the flag around a gun, shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and it will be okay. This is the place. Patriotic imagery, patriotic symbolism, How many times I had people tell me, well, I think Trump's a liberal, but at least I think he's one that loves America. He owns this space. He can 6 p.m. sports center this bad boy every day the rest of his presidency if he wants. And it's just a matter of how good the score will be. He'll win. It's like like Alabama playing Vanderbilt every Saturday. Sometimes they'll win 59 to nothing. Sometimes they'll win 27 to 17. But if they play 10,000 times, guys, how many times is Alabama going to beat them? 10,000. Score may change. Margin of victory may change. But the result is never in doubt. There's never a point that you think, I don't think Vandy's going to pull this one up. No, they're not. Nope. Vandy lost by playing Alabama. Just a matter what the final score is. And that's what this is. This is Alabama and Vanderbilt. They're going to lose every time. The only way for them to win the game is not to play. But they cannot resist the chum in the water. And maybe it's a worldview issue. Maybe it's a Trump derangement syndrome. Aaron, maybe it's a little bit of both. But the mere staging of the argument, it's a loser every time they have it, I believe. What still somewhat confounds me uh, is how it seems the left has had to be so disciplined for decades and decades mm. as they've been on their march through the institutions mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden the american people are like yeah no <clears throat> now all of a sudden with the flag the, the american people the you know the base of the nfl is like yeah this far and no further that still confounds me for some reason but also what confounds me within that is how they, they've been disciplined, it seems like, for decades, and now they don't know when to take yes for an answer or when to, or when to just stop and bide their time and uh, do like Lord Voldemort did after he was uh, essentially uh, destroyed uh, when his curse reflected back upon him on he just bided his time for years and years and years building strength again to where he could come back in full strength i i don't get that from the left it makes i guess it it makes some sense because progressivism will inherently eat itself and maybe Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing the beginning of right now but to be so disciplined for decades and then all of a sudden it seems like they don't know when to stop i don't know You asked the right question. Can I posit a hypothesis as to why this is happening? Sure. It's because 
Trump has done something that's that people like me have begged a Republican to do for decades. He has punched them in the mouth the way they punch us. And when I say the way they punch us, I don't mean dishonesty. What I mean is he shoots to kill. Another premise, never attack yes. what you're not willing to kill. Yes. That's a good book you wrote. A Repub- Most Republicans would be wired to at some point here want to accept media accolades for being reasonable and and say what guys like Paul Ryan and everybody are saying right now. I, I don't think the right place to protest is an anthem, but I believe in your right to protest. This has never been about whether you have a right to protest. I have a right to be a douchebag. Doesn't mean you have to tolerate it. And frankly, a lot of Republicans are tired of tolerating douchery. This is an example of, in the last two weeks, we have seen, we've seen glimpses at times, but in the last two weeks, we have consistently seen, more so than ever before, what conservatives who got on the Trump train, not shills, not cultists, but conservatives who got on the Trump train, we have actually seen now what they told us they thought could happen. He is masterfully trolling them on this. And they've never really had to make any argument. They, they have spent de- all of your life, Aaron, the left has been conditioned that if they call us racist, misogynistic, homophobic bigots, the argument ends and they win. Right. They've, never had to, they've never had to really face someone hit back. Someone who shamelessly... Now, those attacks don't work on somebody like me because my worldview just says, you know, blessed are you when they curse you in my name. In Trump's case, you can't outshameless him. He's called every name in the book, been called every name in the book. He is a product of their media environment. He is, their, he is Frankenstein's monster. They created this guy. They're the biggest reason he's in the White House now. They handed him the nomination with all that free press and everything else. And Dr. Frankenstein always hates the monster he created. Now, we've always seen Trump engage in this behavior, but now he's doing it on something that, re, that is pinning the left down to, to come across as anti-American. And now he's following it up with, we're, and so we're talking about this. And what is the left's guns not really focused on full bore? Contraceptive. Yep, the, uh, the abortifacient yep. mandate. Scott Pruitt today rolling back all the global. That's, that's, on, that's fourth or fifth on the, on the talking point list right now. HLN asked me to come on today. I can't do it. Monday's my busy day. They did not ask me to come on to defend Trump taking birth control away from women. Or how can you defend Trump's hatred of the environment? Or why is Trump trying to start a war with Iran? That's not why they asked me on. Why do you think they asked me on, Todd? Does that have something to do with football? Yeah. What do you think about Pence contriving this fake protest? Well, for, for the longest time, Trump just did this stuff because his ego wanted to. Hey, Sean Spicer, go out there and grab all the file photos and count how many people are in the stands. This week is the first time he has done it to actually advance policy.
And it is working masterfully. Masterfully. They're taking the bait right and left. They don't know how to get it. They don't know how to stop this. They haven't figured out Randy Johnson is really erratic. And if you, if you stood there, he's going to walk a lot of you. But the windup is so freaky. The, the, ball, the, the ball delivery is so intimidating. You can't help but bail out and swing. It takes a lot of discipline to stand there and let him walk you. Very few people have that discipline. Especially when you lived in an era where the strike zone favored you and you got to take steroids if you wanted to. Well, that's the left, guys. They're the hitters. And they have lived for 25 years with a very shrunk strike zone, if you get the analogy I'm making here, Todd. A very, a very small strike zone, and anything above their waist is a ball now, and they can take steroids if they want. Well, now here comes a guy, arms are flailing, legs all over the place, literally trying to blow out, trying to give himself Tommy John surgery with every windup. The famous clip of John Crook in the all in, in Randy Johnson's first All-Star game. Remember sure. that? Yeah. Oh, Aaron, you got to go get the YouTube footage of this. Aaron, Randy Johnson's first All-Star game, 1993. It's at Cameron, Camden Yards. John Crook. Lefty on lefty. And John's like, I've, I've, bailing out. I can't. I Doesn't know he... he good morning, Dave. He's how 9,000 there, man. He can't handle it. <laughs> this isn't the first 97-mile-an-hour fastball he's ever seen, but it's the first one that comes at him looking like this he's ever seen. He's like, I can't even. John Crook, literally, major league hitter, all-star, literally goes all snowflake, I can't even, at that moment. That's what the left is doing there. I can't evening all over the place. And for the first time, Trump is doing it in coinciding with advancing policies we like. We're getting a win here, guys. We, I know this is not, we're not used to this. We haven't gotten a lot of this. Aaron's got it up here on the screen right now. We are getting wins. Wins. Now, I don't think it'll last long. I want to be wrong, but a past history is indicative of future performance. Trump doesn't seem like the type that stays on message a lot. Maybe we'll be proven wrong right now. But man, I would enjoy the hell out of the last week. And while it's lasting. That's my theory of what's happening here. They don't know what to do. That's absolutely right. That's a good way of exclamation pointing it. They really don't know what to do. And that part is satisfying. And you can believe that and enjoy that and enjoy the policy without being a Trump shell. Yep. Agreed. Now, if he wasn't advancing any policy, every other time he's done this and advanced no policies we care about, what show would I be doing right now? Well, the one we had to the do. The one we've done pretty much every day for the last Govern hours. well. Yep. Yes. Yep. Got that one in the but, can. But you know what? I'll put up with all kinds of... Because ultimately, your character and integrity is not my responsibility. That's a you problem. That's a you problem. You know, I, I'm not, I, wouldn't have, I wasn't going to marry my daughter off to Ulysses S. Grant, but if he was willing to do what must be done to end this war once and for all, I'll put up with the baggage. I'll put up with brandies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, for a little while. He fights. Yep. This was really the first time he does actually fight for something we, that matters to us and not just to him. All right, point three. The state of California, Aaron alluded to this earlier, the state of California is decriminalizing not disclosing to your partner you have HIV. And the way the law is currently being written, you could know you are HIV positive not disclose it 
and not be guilty of a crime. You, you could know you are carrying an incurable, lethal illness that about 97.5% of the time is only transmitted one of two ways. The sharing of blood or the sharing of bodily fluids in another activity. And they're saying that's not a crime now. Your reaction to that story, to me, that is that is why I've always said progressivism is really regressivism. This is barbarism, really. That's really what this is. It's barbaric. You agree or disagree, Todd? This is what happens when you give up on being created in the image and likeness of God. You delve into identity politics to such an extent that you will ultimately excuse all of your sins. I mean, being created in the image and likeness of God is ultimately uh, an understanding we need to be rescued from our sins. When you stop doing that, you sign off on things like this because you need to feel good about yourself. I'll tell you what, when this started happening with blood banks, uh, they started calling me. I said, no. And they asked me why. Because I used to go regularly give blood. Mm -hmm. Because for the last couple of years, I sit there and I a lot amount of time and I go through, have I traveled to Africa? Have I had this disease? Have I ever done this? With whom? You have this list because you believe in the sanctity and all of your blood supply to keep people healthy. And all of a sudden on this one issue, you say, nah, not so much. You're just lying to me. This is not, which means this isn't about science anymore. And this right here is not about science. This is about your your game of Russian roulette is increasing with yourself is now one that you are making me play. And again, we just talked about this earlier. You don't you increasingly will not have a choice in the matter. You will be forced to game that play that game of Russian roulette. This is nothing short of madness. Yet, a, a, the, the most populous state in the Union is wrapping its arms around it in the name of words like tolerance, compassion, science, whatever it is. Um, what they're really doing is pointing a gun at you. And that gun hmm. increasingly has more and more bullets in the chamber. And pretty soon, every single space in that chamber is going to be loaded. And then you're not... To, when you finally take that bullet... You can sit there and blame the shooter all you want, but it's you're going to be just as guilty. We have gone from a culture producing this is Sparta memes to this is madness memes. And I mean, in rapid fire secession. I, 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 I can't understand. And I would think if you are a... This is where you're right. It is identity politics that, that, rot, that rots the mind. Because if I looked at this logically, but from the other side, the other worldview's view, and I, and I just spent all of the 1980s and 90s spending millions of dollars creating propaganda that AIDS is not, HIV is not a gay disease. Even though every year the CDC will tell you upwards between 60 to 70% of new cases for HIV are gay men. 
Every year, they give you that data. Every year. I tweet it every year. But you've spent 20 years investing in media and academia, millions of dollars creating the propaganda that this is not a gay disease to stigmatize your lifestyle. And the idea that you would then come full circle to then say it is a gay disease. It is a gay disease, which is why if you are gay and spreading it, we're not going to criminalize you for literally helping to kill off our own constituency group. That is a level of contradictory self-loathing that only cultic groupthink explains away. This is this is what <laughs> it turns out, I've never seen an episode, but I've read about it. It turns out the handmaiden's tale is true. They're doing it though to themselves. A prison of their own making. This is this is heartbreaking. I'm not even mad about this. I'm not outraged by it. I don't have my right wing dander on. I grieved. I grieve over this. So broken and estranged from your creator. So given over to your own depraved mind. You now actively are are looking to conscript people to a death warrant, a death sentence. I just want to, you want to grab these people and just hug them and don't do this. Don't do this. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, there's no, there's, you, you can't really put into words the depth that humanity will sink to. And that is not to say that Steve and Todd and Aaron are so much higher and mighty. This is in all of us. We can all uh, all stoop to that level. It's only by the grace of God that 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 we can actually say thank thank the Lord that He is the only one who is keeping any of us from going down this road. But the more and the longer that you go down this road, the easier the lies became, be, become um, to believe. The bigger the lies uh, are that, that, that you swallow going down this road. So lest we think that any of this is just um, uh, complete uh, leftist um, you know, culture war that we're just going to foist this upon you. I'm sure that's part of it. The reaction that I think we should have is... This, this is really just sad. At what point does it just stop becoming the culture war? And at, at what point mm-hmm. are we just going to say, this is just sad. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can't live like this. They can't live like this. There, there has to be an element. This, shouldn't, this should have never been. I should never have to say this. But there should always be a level of compassion. That should really be our motivation when addressing these issues. And even more so, the more depraved that these uh, stories become, like what we just heard out of California today, the more compassion that we should have. Mm. Why, is, why is a serpent, yes, harmless as, as doves? But we really have to we we really have to have that be our motivation because if our motivation is anything other than that, these these this is just going to keep getting worse. Interesting you would mention a serpent. 
because this is Devil and Daniel Webster stuff. This is Faustian bargain. Did God really say, yes, you were born like this. Yes, you were, you should act. You are free, free to love. These are, these are lies from the pit of hell. Just sign here and your whole agenda you want will take place. And for the longest time, it seems like you got the best end of the bargain. But sooner or later, Uncle Bingo, it is time, as Jack Nicholson's Joker once said, to pay the check. And that check is a son of a gun. And now the price of that bill has come due. And the price is, we now allow you to infect your fellow subculture inhabitants with a deadly disease to essentially murder them. A delayed murder is what we're talking about here. Where in the hell is my safe space, Steve? I, I just... I, I'm just just beyond sad this with this story. That's why I saved it to the end. I wasn't sure how to segue beyond it, except to see you tomorrow. I mean, I wasn't sure we would talk about the other two things we brought up in light of this is just one of the saddest stories I've seen in my career, is this story. I, I just, I don't even know what to say to something like that. Other than, no matter what pit you are in right now, no matter how estranged you think you are from your creator right now, no matter how angry you are that you don't believe him or his word or his people are affirming enough of your desires and behavior, I can promise you this. He's got a better plan for you than this. He's offering more to you than this. Where would you yet be struck? I can promise you that. I don't agree with everything, man. I don't. There's things I do differently. I'm not in charge, though. And I know when I have put myself in charge, the results have not been good. I, I can't explain the origin of, of these desires. I, I, don't, I can't. I'm not a scientist. I'm, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know. Here's what I do know. Seeking communion with a God who sends his son to die for you is better than seeking communion with those who are willing to let you die and inflict death upon you. There's nothing freeing about that. Nothing. That's bondage. Just a sad story, man. I just... It's a sad story. That'll do it for today here on our podcast. Don't forget to watch us on CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like-
Thank you.